Good morning. Welcome to Real Time with IPELRA, a podcast dedicated to HR topics in local government. I'm Megan Falera. And I'm Christina White. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're talking about a very important topic, workplace mental health concerns in the wake of COVID-19. Before we jump into our session today, I want to give a special thank you to Bob Smith uh, for bringing us his webinar on updates and collective bargaining late last week. Um, Normally, we have that in person at our annual conference, and since we're not able to have our annual conference this year, Bob was kind enough to deliver that message to us uh, via the interwebs. We have some exciting programming coming for you the rest of the month. Next week, we will have Sonal Shah returning from HR Source to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, how we can initiate change in the workplace. Later this month, I will return on the screen as a moderator for a Meet the COVID Press type webinar. We have a beautiful array of panelists here to talk about some hard-hitting economic issues and what we as municipalities can do to address financial deficits and continue to um, make efforts and success with our workforce. But today we have with us Joyce Martyr. Joyce is a renowned psychotherapist, national speaker, and mental health expert. Joyce, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm so honored and excited to be with you all. And thank you for addressing this important topic of mental health. It's so important, especially now. Uh, Joyce, we couldn't agree with you more. And you know what? I don't need to tell you this, but times are stressful. We are, if not approaching, already in the second surge of the coronavirus here in Illinois. Our governor has just increased dining restrictions, rolling parts of the state back into phase three. People are sick, people have died, people are isolated, lonely, bored, worried. Kids are going to school or they're not going to school, they're e-learning, it's stressful. As a mental health expert, we're interested in what what your opinion is. How can we help our workforce navigate these stressful times? Absolutely. Well, you said it very well. We are living through a global trauma. We were already in a mental health epidemic prior to the pandemic with rates of anxiety, depression, trauma, and suicide at the highest that they've ever been including addiction and substance abuse. And the pandemic has added gasoline to the fire and we are in a full mental health crisis. So it's imperative for workplaces to address this issue with their staff. And it's important to promote awareness, having conversations just like this podcast where people are recognizing the signs and symptoms of mental health issues, reducing the stigma and the shame around it. I'm a really passionate advocate for destigmatizing mental health issues. I think we all have them at different points in our lives as part of the human condition. It doesn't mean we're crazy or in crisis. We have mental health just like we have physical health. And I really think it's impossible for our mental health not to have been impacted by everything going on right now in the world. So it's the responsibility of the workplace to promote a compassionate culture, to remove the shame and stigma, focus on prevention, early detection and intervention, and really promote access to care. Joyce, I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, you know, I know most municipalities have an EAP, an employee assistance program, and we're not shy about offering that. But it seems that we 
really generally only bring that up as a reaction to something that happened. Maybe someone has come forward and said they're experiencing something or there's been an observation of something in the workplace. And I just feel like we really should do something else to be more proactive. Do you have any thoughts on how we might be able to do that? Absolutely. I think constant messaging about the EAP is important, reminding people that it is confidential, it is free, that family members are eligible to use the program, reminding them of all the different issues that they can call the EAP for, that they have usually a battery of sessions, anywhere from one to three. I've seen some companies expand their EAP benefits during this time from a generous package of eight sessions all the way up till 20. I think letting their staff know that if they need services beyond the EAP, that it's covered through insurance, through the mental health parity law, and that a lot of insurance companies now actually have waived co-pays for teletherapy. And so therapy is accessible, it's affordable. I think it's important to talk about mental health in your social media and your newsletters and your messaging to have constant trainings for your supervisors, for your staff on mental health awareness, on mindfulness practices and other skills that can promote emotional intelligence and resilience during challenging times. Well, Joyce, you are certainly speaking our language. IPELRA has um, been known for years to provide training in the workplace. We put, we put on excellent training programs annually, um, and that is the solution to a lot of things. But I, I like how you mentioned this mental health um, first aid or m- mental health training for our supervisors. That That's a great way to help, help them recognize um, the signs and symptoms of an employee who may be experiencing um, some emotional stress or any sort of um, mental mental issue, mental breakdown because of these times or, or not. Yes, mental health first aid offers great training programs and resources for employers to learn how to have important conversations about mental health, how to respond with compassion, how to promote access to care, how to be mindful of any legal issues and to, you know, kind of stay in your lane as employers and, you know, do the things that you need to do to promote awareness and access to care, but not falling into that role of of trying to be the clinician. I think companies like Johnson & Johnson have also initiated mental health diplomats programs where employees learn and they volunteer to be a part of this program and they are basically advocates in the community for people to come to if they're dealing with mental health issues, to have conversations, to help them get services. And I just love this. I love that employers are recognizing that this is a a longstanding and important issue and now is the time to address it. Yeah, and Joyce, I just wanna emphasize one thing that you said. Um, It's so important for supervisors to be able to identify Um, when they have an employee that might be struggling or um, potentially on the verge of crisis, but we are not doctors. We are not here to diagnose. Um, As employers, we can offer assistance and provide resources um, and have those ADA conversations, but we just have to be careful not to cross that line of trying to diagnose or offer um, our our guidance or our help in, in a mental health situation. Absolutely. Your responsibilities are education, resources, intervention, 
knowing and updating your policies and procedures, but absolutely not your responsibility to try to diagnose, to say to someone, you know, I think you might be depressed or dealing with anxiety, or do you think you have ADD? That's out of your wheelhouse. Um, what you can mm -hmm. say is, hey, I noticed some changes in your behavior. Um, I'm noticing some decreases in your productivity, or I've noticed an increase in absenteeism, or gosh, I'm concerned you've been mentioning that you're feeling really tired frequently. What's going on? How can we be a support to you? Responding with empathy and compassion and not judgment. So honoring people's feelings um, and believing them and accepting them as a normal response to their stressors. We don't know what everybody is dealing with at home and in their relationships and in their personal lives. And, and as uh, Megan said in the intro, we're all dealing with multiple stressors right now. So it's extra important to have compassion. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about empathy. I am sure many people follow Jeff Nowick. He has um, a weekly blog, FMLA Insights, and I reposted this on LinkedIn. It was it came out a, a few weeks ago um, about a, a case where an employer just didn't have the empathy, and a little empathy would have a been the right thing to do, and b saved them a lot of money. Mental health conditions are covered by the ADA. And the case that Jeff was talking about is where an employer was found liable and had to pay damages and attorney's fees for an employee who requested a reasonable accommodation under the ADA due to a mental health condition she was experiencing. And that employer had denied that accommodation. I don't know the specifics of the case and I think you'll have to go check out Jeff's blog to, to read more about it. But um, a woman was, was having a, a mental situation and she had asked for um, a staggered start time or something, something e that very easily the employer could have given her and they chose not to and, and the courts found them liable. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a silver lining in some ways that hopefully, you know, I'm sorry that this happened for this woman, but hopefully her case will will provide awareness to employers that yes, mental health and behavioral health issues like depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, addiction, substance abuse, alcoholism, these are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act and employees can use their FMLA benefits for treatment and, and for time to get well. And these, treat, these issues should be treated just the same as, as it would be if the employee had, God forbid, cancer or right. high blood pressure or cardiac disease or something because our mental health is a real part of our physical health just like you know those other issues. And you mentioned the mental health parity law. I'm not familiar with it, but just in the sound of it, it, it sounds like that's exactly what that law does is, is give equal treatment to uh, conditions that are, have a mental association as to ones that have a physical association. Definitely. It, it, it was a law that came into place in 2010 that basically requires insurance companies to pay the same that they pay for major medical. So all behavioral health care treatment is covered in the same way that it is for major medical. So I think a lot of people don't realize that they can see a therapist through their insurance and that this is it's covered and it's affordable. Oftentimes the co-pays are manageable. They can be you know, sometimes even free, sometimes $10, $15, $20, a more expensive copay would be $40. 
and mm -hmm. people can use their flex spending to pay for these services with pre-tax earnings. And there are ways to make it affordable and accessible. And, and I think it's always a good reminder, uh, you touched on HIPAA earlier, um, Sometimes people are afraid to access mental health treatment because they think, oh, I don't want this on record. I don't want my employer to know. We receive, um, for anyone who's self-insured, we received information in the aggregate. We're never going to know um, which services you, you individually received or, or anything like that. And there's, there, I think, a continued effort to destigmatize the shame that could be associated with it and continue to promote that, yes, these are normal, healthy, normal conditions that can occur in human beings, which we all are, especially now during this time. Absolutely. I think we can all benefit from talking to a therapist or counselor at different points in our lives. And I honestly think every single one of us could benefit from it now. And so, you know, I've, I've resumed with my therapist. I was like, oh my gosh, we're dealing with all these issues. I'm supporting a lot of people in my life, my children, my, my clients, and, and a lot of workplaces as I'm providing trainings and consultation. And, and we need to take care of ourselves so that we can function to the best of our ability in our relationships and in our work. And so, you know, having a therapist is like having a personal trainer for your mind and your relationships. Mm. It doesn't mean that you're crazy or in crisis. And I think it's important to act preventatively you know, don't wait until you're super depressed or in a crisis, have a mental health tune-up, have a mental health check-in. And I think it's really important for our kids at this time as well. I have teenage kids and young, young adult stepchildren, and the research is showing that those are the most difficult ages for COVID that our adolescents and young adults are experiencing even higher rates of mental health issues. So it's important to get them care because that impacts their parents, you know, our employees, if they're worried about their kids, it's going to affect their impact, their functioning at work. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I love that phrase, uh, personal trainer for your mind. Um, that is so eloquent and well put. Um, and, and with all these things that we're juggling, and um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel during this past nine months, every day is the same. You can't do anything. There's no relief. There's nothing to look forward to. Um, and I know we've talked previously on the show about employee burnout, but Joyce, what are your thoughts on how we might be able to address employee burnout when every day is the same and there's a bleak outlook on, on it changing or improving soon, especially as we approach these cold and dark months here in the Midwest? Yes, it's a very difficult time as we're moving into the winter and still dealing with the pandemic and, and the political crisis and the racial injustice issues, there's, there's a lot going on. And so it's just, it's really important for us to develop some mindfulness practices. I love when companies are rolling out programs like Headspace, the mind, mindfulness and meditation app has a corporate program. And meditation is like rebooting the mind, body, and spirit. And the research really shows that it's, it has physical and mental health benefits and really helps with all of the issues that we're experiencing with the pandemic. It even improves and boosts your immune system. So having mindfulness programs, you know, companies like Google and Nike and Microsoft, American Express have mindfulness in the workplace programs. And again, benefits like the Headspace app 
or I know some companies are, are having day, daily or weekly mindfulness meditations that are led by a therapist. Uh, I know Salesforce had Deepak Chopra himself. Uh, what? So I, think those are, <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing. Um, so having things that build community, I think is important because everybody's feeling kind of socially disconnected. So I know you know, even having company events like dressing up for Halloween, and, and even if you're on Zoom, making things fun, talking about what do you do for self-care? What are you doing to access support? We need support at this time and we're socially isolated. So we need to break through the barriers that prevent us from accessing support, whether it's pride or shame or stigma, or we think asking for help is some sort of weakness. We all need support. So we should be plugging into, you know, teletherapy, telehealth services, support groups online. We should be creating structure to our day because you're right, every day is kind of feeling the same. So we need to develop our own rhythm and patterns of, you know, maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays are your do yoga at home days and and you set up different routines. Maybe you have a book club in your your um via Zoom once a week and things like that for your health and wellness. Those are all great points, Joyce. Um, one of the things that I think might potentially prevent someone from moving forward with getting the help they need and, and not feeling like they have to go it alone sometimes is access. Maybe they don't know where to start if they're um, looking for a therapist for the very first time or, um, you know, feeling the level of stress or anxiety for the first time that they feel like they need to seek out assistance. So we talked a little bit about, obviously, the EAP is a great resource and um, our employers all offer that. Are there other resources that you can offer for getting getting the help you need and finding finding a local therapist, finding someone in network? Definitely. I think psychologytoday.com is a great resource. It's kind of like match.com to find a therapist. Therapists have their, their photos and bios, their areas of specialty, what insurance they take, where they're located. It's important to note that you need to, even if it's telehealth, you need to talk to a therapist that's licensed in your state where you're physically located. So Psychology Today is a re great resource. I founded Urban Balance, which is a large counseling practice that's insurance friendly, that has eight locations in Illinois and about 10 other locations in five other states with the intention of making therapy accessible and affordable. So there are definitely ways that you can find therapists. Um, I think NAMI is a great organization if you don't have insurance. That's the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And they have on their website a 1-800 number where they can connect you with your local community mental health center. So if you have Medicaid or you don't have insurance or you have a family member who's uninsured, then those are, those are great resources to find you know, community-based services. I'm glad you brought up NAMI because um, they actually just, I'm a, a, a supporter of NAMI. I follow their posts and their information that they publish. Um, I think it's a great organization and they uh, recently put out their first responders first initiative, which is um, dedicated to healthcare professionals and public safety professionals um, dealing with, you know, mental health and, um, and stress and anxiety along with COVID. So there are some great resources on their website and we can publish that link uh, when we publish our, our podcast for this episode. 
Definitely. And I'd be happy to share my, my slides that have links to other resources as well, if you'd like to post those. There's also the American Psychiatric Association Foundation Center that offers workplace mental health right direction programs. And, and those have some great resources as well. So I would love to share resources for employers to help address. That's these fantastic. Issues. Thank you, Joyce. Absolutely. And I'm, I secondly, I'm also glad you brought up NAMI because I was just reading uh, their publication and I don't know if this is something that is live in other places or even in Illinois, but the 988 number that you would yeah. call as opposed to 911, is that something that's live? The theory behind that is that if you're experiencing a mental illness or a mental mental concern that you would call this number as opposed to police and law enforcement, which generally people tend to call. Is that a live number that's working here in Illinois, Joyce? It is not live yet. I believe it becomes okay. live in 2021 or even 2022. Okay. Um, I think we're about a year away from it, if I remember correctly, but I am so excited about that. I think that's that's a wonderful initiative and and it's easy to remember and, and people who are feeling suicidal or having suicidal thoughts or or in a mental health crisis can call and access help, you know, easily. And yes, NAMI does so many great initiatives and the healthcare workers and essential workers are experiencing extremely high rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's really important to get people resources and help mm -hmm. at this time. And, and I think you bring up a good point too about our first responders. Um, they are in the limelight right now for so many different reasons. Um, and I think that they may need um, a different kind of attention or, or mental health support in that way. Are either of you aware of any special programs or care or anything that anyone's doing right now to assist our law enforcement during this difficult time? Oh my goodness, I, I do give some municipalities trainings. And so I have conducted some trainings for the city of Evanston on mental health awareness for their police and firefighters uh, to help them understand their own mental health issues and receive care because they're dealing with a lot of trauma and issues right now. And I think getting mental health treatment is important also so that police and others don't use undue force because you know if people are under stress they might not make the best decisions so it's really important for people to address their mental health so that they can make the best decisions so i think that's a great way to support law enforcement is to give them resources and tools and recognize that they are in the business of trauma and with everything going on with the racial injustice issues and the police being in the news and everything it's it's I'm sure a very difficult time for the police as well as everybody else who's who's dealing with the systemic racism. So it's important for all of us to get care and and take care of ourselves and honor our trauma so that we can be well and function in a way that's conscious and compassionate. Absolutely. And, and bravo to the city of Evanston for taking the lead there. Um, a lot of us in local government, um, we look to each other for ideas and, and thoughts on how we can move forward. So bravo and hats off to them for recognizing that this is something that we need to provide for our law enforcement um, as a resource and, and attention for them as well. Christina, are you aware of any other programs that people are, 
uh, doing in the workplace, if not for law enforcement or just for regular staff? Well, right I, now? I honestly, um, I'm not sure about programs specific to law enforcement, but I did see um, the village of Woodridge and we had Al Stonich on a few episodes ago. Um, they just had a local um, dog shelter come on site and bring therapy dogs. And they uh, published some photos of it, of the, the dogs interacting with their staff uh, throughout the day. And I just, I, I saw it the other day and just thought what a wonderful program. And, um, you know, dogs have a very um, therapeutic healing quality and, and having the ability to spend some time petting uh, friendly dogs and, and getting that sort of stress relief, I thought was a really kind of creative and uh, a fun idea. So um, I, if anybody wants to reach out to Al and find out how they organize that, I'm sure he would be happy to point you in the direction of, of uh, whoever set up that program for them. Well, and I, if I not, you will be now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Joyce. If any of our listeners want to get a hold of you for more information uh, or training, how can you be reached? My website is joycemartyr.com. So J-O-Y-C-E-M-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Joyce Martyr. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And we will put links uh, to the slides you referenced, to NAMI, to your website and, and your contact information. And if any of our listeners have anything they want to say, Al, if you want to come back and tell us what you're doing in Woodridge, we're listening. Send us a recorded voice message we can play or join us on a future podcast. Connect with us through the website at www.ipelra.org. And of course, on Twitter at I-P-E-L-R-A. Support IPELRA by becoming a member. We are dedicated to providing training and resources to HR and labor professionals and local government. I'm going to go off script here for a minute and just say a lot of us in HR can tend to be alone um, facing a lot of these a lot of these concerns too, and know that you're not alone. You know, you can always reach out to us through IPELRA. We're here to support you. Join us next time with Sonal Shaw when she comes back on the show to discuss diversity, equity, and inclusion and how we can initiate change in the workplace. And I'm Christina I'm White. Calera. And this has been Real Time with iPowra. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.